We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. Hello everybody, welcome to Drunken Outsiders. I am your host Ryan. And I'm your co-host Devin. That's us. Sweet. So start off this one, uh... We're going to say what we're drinking. Oh. I'm drinking Coors Light today. Oh, boring, huh? Yeah, I need to go get some stuff. Real beer. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff I have in my fridge is... What, not good? Yeah. It's all the stuff I've drank for the past few weeks. and It's not good. Not very good, huh? What are you drinking? This uh, Kinkater Brewing Co... Grapefruit Radler. Oh. It's like German wheat beer mixed with grapefruit, I guess. And then I didn't read that it was like mixed with grapefruit, like soda stuff, until I bought it. Mm. So it's like kind of tastes watered down. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all right. Probably tastes like grapefruit too, though. Yeah. That's gross. Like grapefruit. You don't like grapefruit, no? No. Fucking coconut, pineapples, and God, what was the other one? God, I know there was the other one. Yeah, there's the other one I know. Jeez. Oh, oh, pies. Well, yeah, you don't like pies. Uh, something else though. It was like a different like fruity flavor. Uh, grapefruit, pineapple, maybe coconut. It was, maybe it was just pineapple and coconut. I was thinking of. No, there's a third one. I know I don't like. <laughs> Not a big fan of strawberry. I'll drink it, but... Strawberry? Yeah. What about regular strawberries? No. No? At first, I was like, what are you talking about? I just said strawberry. like straight up strawberry. No. It's not that fucking flavoring. (laughs) I mean, I'll drink a strawberry margarita, but... That's usually when I forget. (laughs) Just can't eat the stuff. Yeah. That's the worst part. They always put, like, little strawberries in it. It's like, no... (laughs) Order a strawberry <laughs> margarita and you put strawberries in my margarita. What's wrong with you? Oh, that's like, do you like, oh, do you like orange juice with pulp in it? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. That means yes. That's like different. No, it's not. It's just a bunch of floating stuff. You're supposed to eat the strawberries, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're, not. You're supposed to eat orange juice. Oranges too, but not orange it's juice. Not, it's like the fucking peel or something. You don't eat the peel. Oh my god. It's like a bunch of peel at the bottom of your juice. No, it's... Oh, when we went to Mexico back in... I was in Mexico back in May for a wedding and all of us ordered mimosas. You had to fucking eat that shit. <laughs> eat the mimosa? Yeah, because there was so much shit. Oh, they had so much pulp in the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well now we know <laughs> it can't feed you any fucking thing <laughs> don't go to Mexico and order mimosas, mimosas you'll have to eat them <laughs> well anyway moving on here we get to our latest episode detailing the life and crime of Catherine Knight a woman in 2000 who stabbed skinned and 
cooked her boyfriend at the time. Jesus. And coincidentally became the first woman in Australia's history to get a life sentence without the possibility of parole. That's crazy because they're all criminals anyway. Like this. <laughs> Jeez. It started you out. Unload your opinions on Australian people. It started out as like a pr- giant prison, basically. It was a penal colony. That's how it began. But obviously, throughout the generations, <laughs> you don't keep the crime. <laughs> a long time ago, man. You gotta yeah. let it go. <laughs> Did you know you can look up all the prisoners that were sent there? Can you? Yeah, I don't remember what the website was called, but I had a few ancestors sent there. AustraliaHistory.com? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, I had a few ancestors sent there. One was for, uh, he stole sheep, so he got sent to Australia. That sucks. Yeah. Imagine just being on the boat. Oh, what are you kangaroos. here for? I stole sheep. What are you here for? <laughs> Kill the guy. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> Would be kind of terrifying, I guess. Yeah. Like, you go to a... Basically, a, a country designed to be prison. And you're like stole bread or something to feed your family and then you're sitting right next to a guy who raped and murdered a bunch of people it's like what am i doing here yeah and you get sent to a fucking i just wish i killed my kids (laughs) (laughs) and you get sent to a fucking island where everything there wants to kill you anyways a continent i mean yeah it's still an island though well no it's an entire landmass Japan is a fucking island. <laughs> Australia is a fucking. The continent. Americas is an island. That's two continents, North and South America. Together, they make a giant island. Okay, how about we move on? <laughs> Back to Catherine Knight. So, yeah, the first woman in prison without possibility of parole. She'll be there until the day she dies. Which she is. Still in prison to this day. She's, She's like, still alive? Yeah, still alive. It's like 66. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Wait three more years. <laughs> so without further ado, I guess we'll get up. Get up. You get to the timeline of it all. Timeline. Timeline. So, Catherine Knight's story begins in 1955, when she was born alongside her twin sister to a Barbara Ruffin, R-O-U-G-H-A-N. Yeah. I guess, Ruffin. Ruffin. Ruff. To a Barbara Ruffin, who was married to a John, John Ruffin. I am blanking out on the guy's first name. Wait, it wasn't Knight? No. To a Jack Ruffin. She was married to a Jack Ruffin. And they had four kids. But... Wait, Catherine was married to Jack Ruffin or that was her dad? No, her mom, Barbara, was married married to to a Jack Ruffin. Okay. And they had four kids. But then... 
Barbara started having an affair with a co-worker and friend of Jack's named Ken Knight. Ken Knight, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, you like that name? Sounds cool. Sure, you'll love this dude. So she had an affair with this Ken Knight, and the word kind of got out that this affair was going on, because there's, like, fairly well-known people in this, like, small Australian town. And so they had to leave at one point. So she left with Ken. They settled down and had four kids of their own. None of the other four left with Barbara. Mm. Two of her sons stayed with the dad. And then two others, for some whatever reason, moved away with an aunt in like Sydney. So, yeah, they had four kids. Two of them being twin girls, and the other being Catherine. I think you said Catherine was a twin. Yeah, the twin girls, and then Catherine was one half of the twins. Was one of the twins. Okay. I. This is making sense, is this not? No, you said two. You said she had twin. four kids, there's twins, and she was half of the okay, fucking yeah. twins. How many twins did she have? Just the fucking one pair of twins. <laughs> okay. Well, you said two twin girls and Catherine. Two twin girls. They're both twins. <laughs> okay, now I got you. There's one set of twins. One was Catherine. I will not say twins anymore around you, I guess. <laughs> that mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. They were born in 1955. And around, actually in 1959, Barbara's first husband, Jack, died. Oh, so those two moved in with Barbara and Ken. From there on, it was not a very happy family setting. <laughs> Ken was an abusive alcoholic who regularly... Regu- Regularly, I hate myself. Regularly <laughs> used abuse and violence to rape Catherine's mother up to like 10 times a day. So, no bueno. Were they married? No. Okay. So, he raped Barbara multiple times a day while being an abusive, alcoholic asshole. Yeah. So, coincidentally, Barbara would often talk about intimate details of her sex life with her kids. Jesus. Like, little kids. Like, how much she hates sex and she hates men and all that stuff. So, not really something you should probably hear as a child. No. And so, it was also kind of... Um, reported that Catherine would be sexually assaulted by several members of her own family before she even turned 11. Jesus. Because you said she had older brothers? Yeah, she had older siblings. I'm guessing it would be them. If yeah, not Ken. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I mean, not the weird thing. I don't know. But the thing is, other members of her family were reported to be doing these things to her Except the father. 
the Which, father I mean, did not. I guess I can understand that, like... I mean, I suppose, but... Rape is one thing, but pedophilia is a completely different thing. Yeah. Can be. I mean, yeah, you can obviously rape a minor, but... Yeah. I feel like if you don't have that mindset of... And it depends on the person, you know? Fucking a minor, like... Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're not in that men's mindset of, like, I'm gonna fuck a minor, like... Yeah. You're not gonna go rape a minor. Plus I, your own family member. Yeah. That adds another level of fucked upness. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there are cases out there, though. Of incest? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, like, I mean, it's not... Oh, wait, no. Plenty it of it. it. Yeah. There's a lot of it out there. It's just people don't really generally try and look at it, you know, because it's just that fucking yeah. bad. That's the thing. So, yeah. By the time she was 11, That's sexually bad. assaulted by numerous members. And I guess, you know, psychiatrists that have talked to her kind of are kind of skeptical on some of the details, but it's generally thought that these claims were actual events that happened because mm. multiple members of the family have confirmed that they actually happened. Jesus. Like, who the fuck do you talk to? <laughs> it's like, you're talking to these people and they're like, now, Catherine claims that she was sexually assaulted as a child. Is that true? Oh, yeah, Catherine, we did that too all the fucking time. God. One time we had to beat her. <laughs> Beat him, blade him. Wow. Because you sexually saw your own daughter and was like, Ken. It's like, my daughter? No fucking way. You fucking insane? That's disgusting. Who the fuck would touch that? A sick fuck would touch their own little girl. Now, a mother, on the other hand, I fucking read that bitch all the fucking time. Have you seen this Catherine bitch? She's uglier than fucking shit. Jesus. Oh, yeah, Catherine. I call her my ugly duckling. She's ugly as fuck. The twin, on the other hand, though. God, this is so depraved. This is not good. We're going to lose followers after yeah. this. So, were they identical twins? Or? You know, nothing says about that. It's just well, that they're twins. I don't okay. know if they looked alike. So yeah, following all that disaster, um, at one point, well, the family did live in Aberdeen, and then they moved when the affair came out, but then they moved back in 1969 after Catherine's uncle committed suicide. Oh shit. So yeah. So then we go ahead to around... High school years. Catherine's in high school. She was mostly described as being like a loner, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're raped by your own family. Like, who are you going to trust after that? You kind of keep to yourself. Yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, other than being a loner, she was more often thought by other kids as being a bully. Like, she was a real bully. Yeah. And she beat up on all smaller kids. Like, she had assaulted one boy one time and then was not attacked but like hit by one of her teachers <laughs> Jesus 
But the thing was, it was later, like, later reported that it was in self-defense. <laughs> oh. Like, she attacked him. He had to hit her back in self-defense. <laughs> yeah. And so, at the age of 15, without the ability to either read or write, which is... Honestly, if I got I got to be honest about that. You're 15 and you don't know how to read or write. What the fuck is this school doing? <laughs> oh shit. Well, they're a bunch of criminals, so <laughs> probably teaching them how to steal and shit. God, anyone who's Australian who hears this <laughs> is going to be pissed at you. That's okay. So far we don't have any listeners in Australia. Well, eventually when we get there and people listen back to this yeah. and see all you Australian people, we love you. We appreciate the <laughs> listens. You're great. I love Australian people, but Devin fucking hates you. <laughs> no. I want to go there one day. I would love to go to Just Australia. Just to keep checking my wallet. <laughs> you to ask everybody what it's like to be in a prison island. <laughs> What's it like being a criminal? <laughs> what? What's it like being a criminal? I'm not a criminal. You live in Australia, don't you? <laughs> You take out your little notepad and be like, tell me, what's it like being born a criminal? (laughs) Were you a wrongdoer at birth or what? What was the first crime you've ever committed? (laughs) So, yeah. Couldn't read or write. (laughs) Not criminal yet. But... Then, at 15, she left school and just went straight into the workforce. Mm. And she began her career as a, let's call it a cutter. I don't know what that is, but someone who works in a clothing factory. Oh, they cut the material. Well, I'm guessing they cut something, like material, the material. Would be my guess. But all the details of that kind of job, I don't know. Have you ever seen made it, how it's made? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's right, an actual episode, specific episode you think. I've just seen it. one where they made clothes. No. I yeah, don't think I've people seen that. To, I mean, I don't know about back then, but nowadays, I guess whenever the episode is made, they have a big die that comes down, cuts out the material. Oh. And then later on, they have somebody to trim it up, but I guess, I bet they'd be called trimmer, so. Yeah, but she is the one that cut the actual material. Oh. Hmm. Didn't know that. Okay. Sweet. The more you know. Yeah. So yeah, she worked at a clothing factory. And then... That sounded weird. Or the clothing factory. Well, I heard it fine. I heard it weird. Either way, 12 minutes later, she left that job to work out what she referred to as her dream job. Can you imagine what that would be? Stripper, hooker, porn nope. star. No. Nope. Why does this all involve sex? <laughs> I don't know. Another guess. Um. Let's see. She can't read or write. Doesn't have to do with porn. Dream job. Um. Slaughterhouse. Is that your guess? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she started her dream job cutting up meats at a slaughterhouse. There she became, she was so good at it, she got quickly promoted to being 
to, you know, boning. I guess is what it is. <laughs> She's boning everything. Because he's taking the bones out of all this meat. <laughs> Handling all this meat. Started boning. And she was given her own set of butcher's knives. Oh, nice. Yeah. Whenever she... At home, she would hang them over her bed. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> I walked into her room tonight. Yeah, and It's he, like a one night stand. You walk in there, see butcher knives. Butcher knives. Fuck you, I'm out. Right over the bed pest. <laughs> bed pest? Bed post. <laughs> <laughs> and in other words, she would. It, because they would always be handy if I needed them. <laughs> over your bed. I. <laughs> Guess whenever you like need butcher's knives over like your having bed. a gun next to the bed, but... I guess so. I mean, a full set of guns <laughs> over your wall. I'll have yeah. to remember that. <laughs> so, that would be a kind of habit she would keep up everywhere she goes. Because she moves, like, multiple times throughout yeah. her life. Until she gets incarcerated. Nice. Yeah. So, eventually... She meets her first husband, a man by the name of David Kellett. Kellett? Kellett, I think. K-E-L-L-E-T-T. Yeah. Kellett. But he was a co-worker of hers, and they met in 1973. Um, Kellett was one of those heavy drinkers. You know, you drink a lot. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I didn't say there was. <laughs> he drank mostly because of two traumatic incidents that he went through. Being born a criminal. Yes, that was one. <laughs> Fuck you. No, one was best friend was killed in front of him. Oh shit! In an accident, and the other one, just messed up when he rescued injured occupants of a school bus in a place called Kempsey which had been struck by a train killing six kids fuck so, that's a bit traumatic I'd say yeah I think a you fucking know, heavy drink after that yeah so you know he would drink excessively Anytime after that, and then started becoming. He became close friends with Catherine's brother. And I'm guessing from there. The one that raped her as a child? I'm, which one? <laughs> it's the real question. <laughs> no shit. I don't know what brother you did. <laughs> Getting tips. <laughs> What's she like? <laughs> from her brother? God, that'd be the worst. Oh, man. But, yeah, eventually, well, they got closer. Catherine and this David, they got closer. Every time he would get in a fight, she would back him up. I mean, she would just go straight in. Straight for the jugular. And fight everyone she can. So every time she would get enraged, just happens more often than not. She would be like, you want to fucking fight? You want to fight? <clears throat> I'll fight. <laughs> She's <laughs> ex- 
excessively violent person. Yeah. That's what she was. Sounds but, yeah. like it. But eventually, at her request, in 1974, they would get married. Nice. So, yeah. You know, you show up. You're one of the family members. You show up at the church, getting ready for the wedding, expecting the bride to come in elegantly with a dress or something. Nope, they're all just there, and these two pulled up on her motorcycle. She drives in, and he's fucked up on the back of her seat. (laughs) She just comes barreling in, and he's like, Oh, what the fuck are we doing today? So, at some point, Barbara, uh, Catherine's mother, says to Kellett, you better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Jesus. Stir up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her. Cheating on her. She'll fucking kill you. <laughs> That's what her mother said to this dude <laughs> on their wedding day. Well, they got married. You know, tied the knot, went in to the night, you know, the whole fucking, maybe the cans on the back of your car, you know. Yeah. Honeymoon hour. Like, da, 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 da. Uh, Consummating the marriage. Yep. Happily ever after. On their wedding night, Catherine tried to strangle him. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe he was into that erotic exficiation. Ex- 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 yeah. I know I didn't say that right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, as close as close as I was going to get. Asphyxiation. Yeah. Maybe he was into that and she was too good. Uh, no. Oh. She later explained it was because he fell asleep after only having sex three times. Well, fuck, she's used to her brother. She, after her age, probably did it 20 times. Okay, that was up until she was 11. This was a good deal after that. I don't think they're sexually assaulting her after that point. I mean, probably not. They honestly, the dead. way she was, she probably sexually assaulted them. I wouldn't... Sexually assaulted, you mean? Accepted? Yeah, sexually assaulted them. She sexually accepted them. Ugh. So yeah, at that point onward, the marriage became increasingly more violent. (laughs) Fights all the time. And in one instance, um, a verily, a verily, jeez, can't talk, a heavily pregnant Catherine burned all of David's clothing and shoes before she repeatedly, I don't know if she repeatedly, but she hit him across the back of the head with a frying pan. Jesus. All because he came home rape. Rape. I, I swear <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> because he came home late after a darts championship. Did he win? Now that I don't know. Whether he won the tournament or not, he did not win this night. If you know uh, what I'm saying. Because yeah. he ran to his neighbor's house and collapsed in their doorway. Nice. And they took him to the hospital for a fractured fucking skull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah. At that point, the police wanted to, you know, press charges against Catherine. 
Yeah. I'm like, this fuck was crazy. Gotta put it in the cage. <laughs> but. Sounds like she needs a dick inside her. For those of you listeners that don't know that, that's an, uh, an Australian drink. A Dickens Cider. A Dickens Cider. Yeah, Dickens Cider. Not a Dickens Cider. A Dickens Cider. But that's their commercial. If you ever look up Dickens Cider, Dickens Cider on YouTube, you can find their commercial on. So the police wanted to press charges against Catherine for, you know. Okay. Attacking her husband. But, you know, would be probably comes in the case time and time again. Because she lays on this, like, charm. Like, this thing that she has where she, like, persuades this guy to press the charges. Yeah. So, drops the charges, nothing happens. So, in May of 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa Ann. Uh, David leaves Knight for another woman and leaves the Queenland, Queensland, which mm. I'm not really sure where that's at, but that's it around should Australia. Be, it's around Australia. Yeah, it's around on Australia somewhere, but a good enough distance away where Catherine doesn't follow. Yeah, it's a different island. Queensland, pretty sure. Hmm. I thought it was just like one of those other like district areas of oh. Australia. I guess I could be wrong. I can't look it up. I don't have my phone, so I didn't. I yeah. I don't know if it's an island or not. You know, more of my masterful detective work. Yeah, according to you. <laughs> but the day after he leaves for this woman, um, Catherine is seen pushing her new baby, her new baby. Her new bravery. Her new kid. In like. Uh, strollers. Yeah. Those things around town. But the thing is. She's not like walking this down the street. She's like. <laughs> violently shaking it side <laughs> to side. With a new baby in it. And so it was at that point. That she was admitted to this. St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth. And where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression. St. Elmo's? St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's Hospital. Did they ever have a fire? This has no connection with St. Elmo's fire. (laughs) Just saying. Okay. (laughs) That's where I was going, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I knew what you were going to say when you stopped there. St. Elmo's. It's like, he's going to fucking say St. Elmo's fire. <laughs> but yeah, several weeks she spent there recovering from her postnatal depression. Hmm. And everything was hunky-dory, right? Yeah. After being released, Knight placed her two-month-old daughter in her cart on a railway minutes before a train would come. And so while that was going down, well, actually, I'll, I'll have to say the daughter survived. Okay. Okay. Fuck, there was, I was going to say, you can't leave me on a cliffhanger here. This was, there's like this uh, unsheltered man, is what's described as basically homeless. Homeless, yeah. 
walking down there the railway when he sees the little girl and by all accounts he just saves her like it was Jesus. minutes before this baby would be hit by a train minutes or seconds i don't know i'm minutes because if he just saved her he had plenty of time if he had minutes only minutes before the train <clears throat> passed so oh yeah he he didn't just save her then oh you just only minutes i mean <laughs> it's a little kid you don't want to save her by just two fucking seconds oh that's not just saving her is what i'm saying just saving her is you get out of the way and the train just bra- hits a few hairs out of the back of your head. That's what, what? just saving her means to me. What is this, fucking speed? In no, an action movie? Fireproof. Fireproof. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? Is that the movie with the firefighters? You gotta pull a car off a of train tracks and one of them gets their helmet taken off by the train? I have no idea. Like it just hits the back of his head. I don't know what movie you're talking mm-hmm. about here. Fireproof. Criminals, the all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one. Fucking criminal. Well, while that was happening, and this guy saves the baby from being hit by a fucking train. Yeah. um, Catherine takes an axe and goes on a shouting rampage in the middle of town. Mm. Threatening a number of people that she'll fucking kill them. I guess, okay, go back to the... Did he save the baby or did he steal the baby? He he saved the baby. <laughs> what do you do with what it? Do you think he stole a baby? <laughs> the man was trying to take care of himself. You think he's going to take care of a kid? <laughs> what do you do what, with it afterwards? Finders keepers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with it afterwards? Well, I'm guessing he took it to the fucking cops or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. The baby was saved. That's all we know. Hmm. And, yeah, she went on a rampage, <clears throat> so she got admitted back into St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> for help. But it's a hell of a song. A song? St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. You never heard that song? I, I don't know. In uh, print, or, yeah, parentheses, Man in Motion? Gonna be a man in motion. Oh. Probably. I'm guessing. Fuck, it's been a while since I heard the song, so. I don't know. This doesn't support the story in any way. No. (laughs) Yeah, she was admitted back in the hospital, but apparently she recovered. (laughs) And signed herself out the following day. Jesus. Uh, So... Then a few days after that, Catherine decides to, like, take a knife and start slashing at people. She slashes a woman with one of her knives and demands she drives her to Queensland to find kill it. Yeah. And I guess they're doing that, and the woman escapes her by, as they stop at a gas station. Mm-hmm. You know, she escapes. But before the cops can come to stop Catherine, she, like, takes a little boy hostage with a knife. Jesus. And so Catherine's whole thought of this was she went to the gas station to, you know, kill the mechanic who worked on David's car. Because if 
because since he worked on his car, the man he allowed David to get away, leave her. Yeah. yeah. So, and her plan after that was killing the mechanic. She was gonna go to Queensland to kill David's mother for some reason, and then kill David. Jesus. So all this back in the gas station when all this is happening, somehow the police get the little boy away from her and they subdue her with um, broom handles. <laughs> nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be the wildest day for the gas station clerk? I mean, <laughs> no this woman comes in going crazy. She wants to kill you. And then the police come and they're like, oh, thank God. And then they start <laughs> beating new. this woman with broomsticks. <laughs> Like she's a fucking escaped gorilla from the local zoo or something. And go, beat her, Sergeant, beat her. <laughs> Grab the broomsticks. <laughs> the guns only make her mad. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. I'm looking at this here. So, she was eventually disarmed after being beaten down with broomsticks by the cops. Yeah. And she was admitted to a Morissette Psychiatric Hospital. Oh, uh, she didn't take her back to St. Elmo's? No, she took her back to a different one. Hmm. And this is where they learned about her intending to kill the mechanic, then the yeah. mother, then the husband. And eventually this incident, the police informed Kellett of all the details of what happened. And logically, what would you have done if your wife was planning on killing your mother and you? Divorce her. You would divorce her? <laughs> nah, I'd fucking run away. Okay. Or go hunt the bitch down. Hunt her down. Yeah. <laughs> Kill or be killed world. <laughs> it's a dog eat dog world. Crazy. Here in Australia. Yeah. I mean, you're a criminal already, so why not go ahead and hit some more. Born one, you might as well. <laughs> you go ahead and hit shit to your rep. Wait, if everyone's born in Australia is a criminal, <laughs> where are the cops? The, Where's the like, logic on that one? This is the least criminal of the all. The least criminal. Or the most. <laughs> no, we're not talking about American cops. Just kidding. Like, you know Keith Urban? Keith Urban? <laughs> yeah, I bet he's a criminal. The country the singer? The country singer? Yeah, he's from criminal? Australia. Oh, wait, no. Uh, you're thinking of Carl Urban? No. Oh, Carl Urban's from New Zealand. I'm going to say Keith Urban. I think he's from New Zealand, too. Is he? He's either Australia or New Zealand, yeah. I don't think he's New Zealand. Because that would be a weird coincidence, because those two are not related in any way. See, I was thinking they're like fifth cousins or something. No, I don't think they're related at all. Where's the Hensworths from? They're Australian. Ah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) What, the criminals, a lot of them? Is that you're going to leave that with? It's a crime syndicate in Hollywood. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, the cops informed this gentleman of what his wife was planning on doing. And his next course of action was break up with his girlfriend, t- 
take his mother and move back to Aberdeen to look after Catherine. Oh my god, he took the mom? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So eventually, the Catherine would be put in the care of her mother-in-law. He must have not liked her. He must have been like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> I, at some point, something's gone screwy in your head. Like, she threatened to do what now? Does he kill my mother? Oh, I bet I take my mother and go. <laughs> I bet I take my mom too right now. <laughs> Here you go. Here's my mother. Have a good day. I mean, we're okay, right? <laughs> I give you this, bitch. <laughs> you don't kill me. Tick for tat. I gotta go to work. <laughs> Ugh. Just the pull this woman has on these gentlemen is yeah, she, terrible. Was she good looking or? Um. No. Really? I feel like she'd I have to be so. for. Look her up. I don't oh, you don't phone. have her phone. Um. Well, I'll, I'll show you after. Yeah. But I don't. Our listeners too. Look say, her up. What? Our listeners too. Look her up and decide whether or not you think she's a good looking woman. Yeah. Reach us on our. Social medias. Is she blonde? I I don't think I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say. I mean, the one picture I know is with her and the victim. That's in black and white, so mm. doesn't really show. I'm gonna say if she's blonde, I know one buddy that thinks she looks good. So, what all blonde chicks? According to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I was gonna say something, but I probably shouldn't. I'm definitely getting a text message after this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So she gets released in 1976 in the care of her mother-in-law. And they move to an Ipswick. I don't know where that's at. A city west of Brisbane. <laughs> I don't know where that is either. <laughs> I don't know. Where she starts working at this Dinmore Meat Works. So, another slaughterhouse. Nice. So, eventually, I'm guessing this relationship goes stale for her. Because she leaves him. Oh. Yeah, he leaves her. She goes on this fucking rampage. <laughs> then, eventually, she just leaves him. <laughs> so, in 1986, Knight meets this... 38-year-old miner by the, like, yeah. How old the mine workers. <laughs> His 38-year-old miner. Okay. That's what I thought you said. And then you said miner. I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> add up. <laughs> That's why I figured. Me correcting. This mine Hold worker. Up. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's a yes, mine this worker. mine worker, okay. not a miner. Because once you're 38, you are no longer a miner. Then and only then. (laughs) (laughs) So a few months after they meet, he moves in with her and her daughters. Daughters? Yeah, I guess. Melissa Ann, and then there was another one sprinkled in there. I don't know. (laughs) Sprinkled. (laughs) 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 But yeah, he moves in with her, but he also keeps his old apartment at the same time. Yeah, I would too. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Catherine, around that time, starts becoming jealous in regards to him cheating on her. Which, there's no real case of that happening. Oh. But she still gets this paranoia and jealousy yeah around him doing that so their fights become more frequent and she becomes more violent yeah and in one instance in the may of night in the may <laughs> in may of 1987 and this is sad for it she cuts the throat of david's two-month-old dingo pup right in front of him wait david 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 not saunders the... not david kelly oh okay yeah, that'd be, you know, kind of weird. Ah, oh, Dingo Pup. Oh, I bet that'd be so cute. Yeah. And its throat gets slid open right in front of you. Oh, Jesus. I'd have killed the bitch then. <laughs> and she did it for no other reason than to set an example for him. Jesus if he Christ. were to cheat. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Fuck. How can you... Cut the throat of a puppy, man. No shit. For any kind of reason. Oh, but she God. uses just to make an example of it. I mean, it's terrible. I feel like you could claim self-defense if he killed her right then and there. She killed my dog. I thought she was coming after me. <laughs> Kill her right there? Yeah. Fuck. God save the puppy. Yeah, I wouldn't have told him that was self-defense. I would have told him it was revenge. Revenge. Yeah. Fuck. So in 1988, following the birth of her third daughter, Sarah, uh, Saunders put a deposit down on a house. And <laughs> Catherine decorated this house with nothing but animal skulls, skins, horns, rusty old animal traps, leather jackets, old boots, some machetes, uh, rakes and a bunch of pitchforks. Jesus Christ. And no butcher knives? Yeah, butcher knives over the bed. <laughs> Everywhere you go. <laughs> Always over the bed. No space, including the ceilings, were left uncovered by all this shit. Holy fuck. I don't know how you put that on the ceiling. You just hang the stuff? skin on the ceiling would make sense. I guess so, but I mean, if you put your pitchfork on the ceiling, you go <laughs> stick first and all the... No, I have them all hanging the... <laughs> Like a fucking chandelier. <laughs> oh my god. It's like scene from... I don't know, Jigsaw or... Yeah. What's that movie? Where are those movie, horror movies where it's like a bunch of people in the woods and like there's like deformed or deranged maniacs chasing them through this forest with like a bunch of weapons not wrong turn is it i don't remember heard a wrong turn <sighs> cabin in the woods i feel like that's it not that one but i do like that movie <laughs> it's a damn good movie i wish they would make a second one about what though i know that's the worst part they, they like kinda... destroyed the world yeah they kind of fucked it up at the end of the first one yeah, I'm not really sure how you do a sequel to that. Then. Well, basically I have to do a prequel. But, oh, it would have to but be then everyone would die yeah, at the end Yeah, it would have to be successful, yeah. All right. 
Unless if you figure out a way to make it to where two survive, but then at the end, they somehow rectify it. Like, this has been their yeah, only other close call. But they somehow it. rectified it. Like, something happened where they do survive, but they, like, rigged the system where they have to change it to make it, like, the perfect way they had for the while. Yeah. Until, you know, the actual movie, and then, like, everything fucks up. <laughs> yep. Maybe. You could, you know. Now we know that if Hollywood makes a fucking second one, we need compensation. <laughs> compensation. We support the writers on strike. What? Don't we? We support writers oh, on I strike. Oh, I don't know. What? You don't? I mean, all I know is they want higher pay. I, I mean... Well, yeah. Want higher pay. You don't want to get underpaid for a project well, no, you but... did. I don't know if I'd go strike on a higher, all on strike just for higher pay. I think there's better ways to go about it, but Is I also it? don't understand this whole union shit. So, I mean, it's unions are in place so they can get higher pay. So, and they actually get paid the worthwhile wages they should get for doing these things. Oh, I basically just understand. The studios aren't paying them. Studios are paying them jack shit. Most of the money comes back to the higher ups. The people who aren't really doing anything. Well, yeah. Either way, we're getting further from the story at yeah. this point. So, yeah, following the killing the puppy, they get into an argument at one point, and then she hits him in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the abdomen with a pair of scissors. Wait, an iron? You mean like a... I'm guessing... I don't know. A clothing iron? Or club iron? Golf club iron? Some kind of iron. Iron? Iron. Iron? Some kind of iron. (laughs) (laughs) So he moves back to his apartment away from her. And later when he comes back to Aberdeen... And I'm guessing that at this point, she moved back to Aberdeen. Yeah. But he finds her cutting up all his clothes. Nice. Yeah. So he takes a long service leave and goes into hiding. It's probably a good bet, because Catherine, like, tries to find him. (laughs) (laughs) Going to everyone she can, asking about where David's at. I'd be shitting my pants wherever the fuck I'm staying at. Oh my god, I'd be sit. I would probably never sleep. I'd sit there with a fucking shotgun. Every night? Yeah. Just in front of the door. Like, you see footsteps. The shadow of footsteps <laughs> under it is like, click, 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 click. You separate just in front of your door. It's like, Whoa. I wouldn't even see who it was. I would shoot. God. You hear her voice coming through the doorway at that point. And how strong and muscular she was. It would be not a girl's voice. It would be like Hulk Hogan. In the fucking yeah. Brother, are you in there? <laughs> Come back home. I miss you. <laughs> I want you, brother. Let me, let me love you right. <laughs> 
stupid. <laughs> it ain't easy being this pretty. <laughs> Wait, so was she actually muscular or what? I mean, she worked in a slaughterhouse. I mean, all she wants to do is fight. She was a burly woman. Nice. Very strong. Then Yeah. <laughs> sure. So she hits you in the head. <laughs> cracks your skull. <laughs> no shit. Kills your dogs for no reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, she'd be dead. <laughs> so, several months later, after he, like, escapes her, essentially. <laughs> yeah. He returns to, you know, try and see his daughter and all that. Because, you know, you want to see your kid. Yeah. We know what happens. You don't want your, like, girlfriend. Your the mother of your child yeah like kill her or something but in that time he finds out that Catherine had gone to the police and had justly told them that she was afraid of him <laughs> like he was gonna hit her instead of her <laughs> hit him and so they issue in what's called an apprehended violence order mm. against him I'm get from what I've looked up it's like if you like do something like intimidate the person or yeah. enact violence it you're like liable to get arrested or whatever mm. so something like that okay so i guess after that he just fucks off which i'd imagine he kind of would at that point yeah definitely so then she begins in 1991 a relationship with a 43 year old former slaughterhouse co-worker by the name of John Chillingworth. Uh, she starts a relationship because she gets impreg- impregnated with his kid. Oh. He gets pregnant. And she gives birth to a boy by the name of Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's got to be good looking if she's gotten this many men to fuck her. So. I think it's, she's just like that charming <laughs> of a person. That's scary. <laughs> Scary and fuck me or else. (laughs) (laughs) Make me feel like a woman. (laughs) Tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crazy. So Mm -hmm. they're really... What? No, no, go on. (laughs) So that relationship lasts around three years before she leaves him because she was having an affair with another man by the name of John Price. John Price, nice. This is the big one. So she continues her relationship with John Price. And in the year of 1995, she moves in with him and his... Um, fuck. Oh, okay. He, he had three kids from a previous marriage that ended in 1988 so two of a two of his kids were living with him one was with her Mm. the mother not Catherine. yeah i figured (laughs) so yeah he was a you know commonly well-liked guy uh quote-unquote terrific bloke nice yeah what did he do he was a coal mine. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He was a miner. Wasn't no, the last that was, was a miner, too? That was David Saunders. 
He was a minor. So is uh, Price. John Price. I keep wanting to say Tom Price for some reason. Mm. It's John Price. But yeah, everything seemed okay from there on out. Kids loved her. <laughs> it was all hunky-dory. Until about somewhere in 1998 when Catherine and John fought over whether they should get married. He didn't want to get married. She did. He so, wanted an open relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in retaliation for not marrying her, um, she videotapes all of these items that John apparently took home from his work. Mm. I mean, they're all just out of date, like medical kits and shit. I mean, I don't really know why you want those anyway, but <laughs> I guess he just took them. Yeah. But still, um, she sent that into his work, and after 17 years of being employed there, they fired him. What? Jesus. Yeah. So he kicked her out of his house. And a few months later, he restarted the relationship with Catherine. How many? He restarted the relationship with her. Yeah, after what do you mean how, how many? Like a few months later. Oh. Yeah. But at that point, he just refused to let her live in the house. Oh, uh, yeah. And then all the, all of his friends at that point were like leaving him. Because they did not want to be around Catherine at yeah, all. No. And it makes sense. I yeah. mean, she's an abusive vassal. But eventually, um, after a number of attacks that he sustains throughout, you know, arguments and all that, she eventually stabs him in the chest. I'm guessing it's not like full on stab, but it's like a stabbing up where you're like you stab me so he gets fed up kicks her out again and then on 29th of february he stops at the magistrate's court like courthouse and he issues a restraining order on Catherine. nice and so around that afternoon he tells his co-workers that if he doesn't come to work the next day, Catherine fucking killed me. <laughs> oh my god. Because so, he's afraid for his life. And yeah. He's afraid for his kids' lives. And they're like, why don't you not go home? But he still goes home. <laughs> he like hangs out with his neighbors, drinking with them till like 11 at night. And then he goes home. And goes to bed. And it's thought that Catherine... Um, after that point, Catherine goes to the house to, like, on her account, she, like, watches some TV, and then she goes up to the bed, wakes him up, they fuck, he goes back to sleep. <laughs> Jesus. This is all according to her, so, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that actually happened. But it's around 6 a.m. the next day that the neighbors are kind of concerned and, like, confused because his car is still in the driveway. Mm. And then later on that day, um, his employer 
like becomes worried because you know he's not there yeah and so the police get called to do you know a welfare check yeah and when they get there and he's all just like maybe it's like fucking sick or hungover or something who knows but it kind of all changes when they see blood on the front door oh shit and so they go in and it's as one of them two of them go in and as one of them describes there we go (laughs) as we went in I saw straight ahead what I thought was a curtain there was something hanging that was blocking my entry into the house I thought it looked like some sort of blanket some sort of covering that had been placed up on the archway like he was covering the door. Yeah. I realized then that it was that it was in fact a human pelt. The skin minus the head. A minus full, the head? Minus the head. Jesus. A full skin just hanging from the top door frame. Imagine finding that. Oh shit. Like you walk in the door and it's like Oh, what is this? It's a wet curtain? <laughs> Who put this here? Why is there a towel in my way? <laughs> He like touches it and there's blood all over it. His hands. He's like, oh shit. Tastes like shit. <laughs> so what is that, officer? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Tastes like iron. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they realize it's his skin. Jesus. John's skin. Like perfectly cut. And so they follow this trail of blood that goes through the hallway into the kitchen. And they find the table completely set. Like food cooked. Potatoes and other vegetables and all that. And then plates of this cooked meat. What looks like, you know, pork fillets and all that. Yeah. And then there's like plates set out with notes by them. One for each of his children. Hmm. Wait, were was the that? children home? No, not yet. Oh. But the way the table looked and the names, it was set out for the kids to eat all this stuff. I'm guessing it was him. All the cooked, the sliced meat and all that? Yeah. It was part of him. Yeah, that's fucked. Till they eventually walk into the kitchen and they find this pot with, a, you know, like stew. Yeah. Like a bunch of like potatoes and stuff in there there's nothing wrong with that though except for maybe the entire human head sitting in the middle of all that jesus yeah so his head's cooking on the pot meat from his body is ready to be eaten by his own kids whenever they come and a perfectly skinned skin hanging from the doorway Fuck. Where's Catherine? Oh, she's, you know, sleeping in the bed because she overdid it on pills. She's still there? She's there. Dumb bitch. She's in the bedroom. Oh, my God. Passed out because she's like... She overdosed, per se. She took a shit ton of pills. I'm guessing, I don't know, what she was thinking. If... 
if it wasn't really a thought of suicide, I don't think she was suicidal at all. But it was just a way to dissociate from the crime? I have no idea. But she overdosed on the pills. She survived, of course, in the hospital. Probably was thinking, I don't want to go to fucking jail for this. Maybe. One of those latch, latch, last ditch efforts to escape it all. Maybe. But I don't know. The way, how controlling she was as a person. Yeah. I guess that would be in a way of controlling your own fate at that point. You take your own life. I mean, but she never really struck me as a suicidal kind of person. He probably told his her that he was like, "Hey, I told my coworkers I don't show up to work (laughs) because of you, bitch." Which is like, after she already like right before his like those were probably his dying words, and she's like, "Fuck, (laughs) now I can't get out of this." My life is over. <laughs> what have you done, brother? <laughs> you have forsaken me. <laughs> I'll skin you like I love you. God. Oh. So, yeah. At that point, she recovered from, you know, overdosing. Yeah. And then... The courts convicted her of the murder. Yeah. And sentenced her to life imprisonment without a possibility of parole. Which is the first time that's happened to a woman in Australian history. Nice. 2000. So it kind of begs the question, what happens to the other women criminals before this point? (laughs) They just get (laughs) off easy? They get sent to Australia. (laughs) I'm from Australia to Australia. <laughs> We're sending you to the Outback. Good luck, bitch. It's just a wooden cage in the middle of the desert, guarded by kangaroos. His wallaby will give it to you if you fucking think about Skyping. Wow. So, yeah, the, she's in prison to this day. Nice. Yeah. Apparently. Can she get visitors or no? Uh, she doesn't really get visitors, really. No calls from loved ones. Not really any visitors. Uh, she's there. She's like doing the thing. Knitting. Can we go visit her is what I'm asking you. Oh, you want to go visit Catherine Knight? Maybe, yeah. Might be cool. To do what? Question her? I don't know. Actually, that would be fucking cool. Yeah. Damn. See how good the sex is? Oh my god. <laughs> shit. Yeah. I don't know if I want to ask her that. Oh shit. Oh my god. Why ask her? Yeah, what's your brother like? <laughs> Which brother did you. Oh. Be a horrible question to ask. I wasn't gonna be ask her. you fearing for your life too. <laughs> like, handcuffed to the table. It's like, what's your brother like? Somehow, she finds a way to strangle you. Oh yeah, definitely. She'd definitely try to kill me if I ever met her. Oh. Yeah, spends her time knitting, breaking up fights, apparently, between other inmates. Breaking up fights? Oh, fucking weird. She sounds like, like she's changed. Mitigating all this. Yeah, apparently she found religion, too. Well, good. That's what the word is. That's what the word is? <laughs> what the word is. I don't know. <laughs> it's what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So I guess that's 
Life and Crime of Catherine Knight. Nice. Wicked Lady. Strong as hell. Ready to love. <laughs> and cut you up. You better fear me or fuck me. Your choice. <laughs> Brother. Brother. <laughs> You got a fact? I do have a fact. So, (laughs) did you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that the FDA once banned sliced bread? The FDA? Yeah, the FDA once banned sliced bread. Why? Um, because in 1943, during the war... Um, too much plastic was being used, you know, like packaged yeah. bread. There was like less plastic used for the war effort. So they banned sliced bread. <laughs> nice. What were they doing? Individually wrapping every slice? No, I'm pretty sure it was just like the loaves. I guess people ate enough bread at that time. Hmm. It was like, we need this plastic for the war. But wouldn't it be the same amount of plastic for unsliced bread? For unsliced bread? Or did they not shove that in plastic, I guess? I mean, I feel like since the invention of sliced bread, it became widespread. Especially here in America, we love sliced bread. Yeah. I don't Hmm. think you really... Most of their bread was probably sliced by that point. I don't know. Because you're just walking in the store. You want bread. Yeah. What do you get? The slice variety. Yeah. So, yeah, the, mm. FBA, the FDA banned sliced bread. Mm. But then, <laughs> at some point, people became absolutely fucking furious. I bet. <laughs> and the ban only lasted three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, power of the people, you know. I guess so. We, yeah, we can't use it to, you know, change our politics or any way, you know, like improve how we do shit. We could if we all got together, but. But we can get bread back. <laughs> hey, fuck, look what we did to Sonic. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> we changed the main character because <laughs> nobody liked the looks of it. Yeah, it looked like crap. It did. Creepy. Yeah. Even. It's a better look now. Yep. I will say that. So what's your fact? In Australia, mm-hmm. there are more camels than koalas. Camels? Yeah. I didn't know there were camels in Australia, but... Hmm. I didn't either. I read there's more camels than koalas. More camels than koalas. Yeah. Oh. Huh. It kind of reminds me of a different fact. I didn't. Huh. Use, I wasn't going to use it, but I saw it. it was like how Saudi Arabia buys so much camels and sand from Australia. What? Yeah, I guess they buy camels and sand. Why sand? Like you're in Saudi Arabia. You use it for some industrial reason, I think. Isn't Saudi Arabia a desert? Some places, yeah. Um, Most of it, I'm pretty sure. So that's a weird thing. But I'm pretty sure they use this, like, certain kind of sand mm. that you get from Australia and, like, some industrial process or whatever. Okay. Huh. But, yeah. Crazy. More camels in Australia than there are 
Saudi Arabia. And koalas. And koalas. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's us. Yeah. This Three. is us. <laughs> <laughs> Need a beer? Always. Yeah. Let's go get one. Let's go. Mom knows.